We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. This is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. And we're pumped to have you on this Halloween, if you will, week edition of Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind. He's Gabe. I'm Chris Plank, and we're joined by Joe John Finley to kick off this episode. Coach, uh, congrats on the win. Teams 8-0 heading towards Texas Tech. How you kind of feeling about the week of preparation leading up to the Red Raiders? Oh, it's been a great week. You know, we kind of upped the competition level for our guys, and uh, they responded really well. Uh, just trying to uh, get these guys to, to up their motor constantly throughout the week so that when they flip that switch on game day, it's not, uh, 
it's nothing big for them. You know, we're trying to get the game speed up, try to get game speed more and practice more competition periods. And uh, they responded well and, and have had a good week so far. Joe John, looking back at the Kansas game, clearly didn't go the way you wanted it to go in the first half offensively. But what do you think it says about that group on offense that they were able to respond the way they did in the second half and put together those five scoring drives? I think it just goes back to everything we did in the offseason. You know, we, we started uh, as soon as I got here um, in the winter and everything was focused on finishing, you know, and that's a, a big challenge we had for these guys. I know last year they had some trouble finishing games. And so uh, just just the um, the way they came out in the second half, nobody panicked. Nobody was, uh, you know, worried about it. They just came out and did their job. and and uh, good things happen. They got to be ready to do that. You know, people are playing us a little bit different way, trying to slow the game down. And so your opportunities are going to be limited. And so the, the opportunities you do get, you have to go take advantage. And that's what we did in the second half. Obviously, we got to do a better job of, of that in the first half. We're going to talk a lot about your guys, and we're going to preview Texas Tech. But you hit on that. I, I believe we've even asked you about this before. But when you are in a situation like Saturday, where you only had three possessions in the first half, and we've seen what West Virginia, Nebraska – uh, Tulane even to a certain extent implement that mindset, that game plan. Does it become kind of not only coach but psychologist a little bit to make sure your guys don't get frustrated over there? What's that like for you, coach? Exactly right, man. Just trying to make sure nothing changes. You know, you can't control what's going on uh, when you're on the sideline. All you can all you can think about is, is getting the corrections and, and doing your job and making sure that, you know, you, you can't be the one that, that uh, takes your turn messing up. You take your turn and somebody else takes their turn all of a sudden, you know, you, you're, you're punting and, and you might not get the ball back. And so you just got to do your job every single time. Execution becomes a priority. And uh, I think our guys did a good job of that in the second half. Joe John, Austin Stogner, he, he hasn't had a ton of production as a receiver this year, doing a better job, in my opinion, as a blocker. But, you know, what has your evaluation of Austin been up to this point in the season so far? Uh, you know, he, he's done a good job for, for uh, what we're asking him to do. You know, we uh, use him a lot in those 12 personnel sets. He's a big body where we still like to throw the ball in those sets. And, and he's kind of taking pride in that and, and does a good job. He's ever since the day I got here, he wanted to, you know, to, to make his run game blocking better. You know, and he's taking that to another level. And he knows he's still got a long ways to go there. But, you know, I mean, you're just constantly striving to get better and then um, as you do that, you, you put your head down, you go to work, and then all of a sudden, you know, the ball starts finding you somehow. It's funny like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think he's done a good job for what we're asking him to do. Not, and not to get carried away with, like, future evaluations, but for a guy like Austin, is that a key for him to be able to put good blocking on film and to show that he can be that type of tight end and H-back the next level? 100%. You know, it's it's. I tell my guys all the time, we – we do every job on the football field except throw the ball. So you, you have to be able to do all of those things, uh, especially at the next level. We watch a lot of NFL tape. You know, we watch Kittle and, and uh, Kelsey and those guys. And, and you see them catch all the balls on Center and everything, but you don't see the other, you know, 65, 70 snaps where they have their hand in the dirt. They're blocking a defensive end that's 290 pounds. And so, you know, in order to go accomplish the goals that these guys want to want to do, then – you know, you're going to have to put all of that stuff on tape. And I tell those guys, you're being constantly evaluated. You know, scouts get to come to practice. They get to come to games. They get to watch tape. So everything you do, you know, whether it's a walkthrough, whether it's practice, whether it's a game, whether it's, you know, walking over to the practice field, they're going to be looking at you and seeing your body language and, and everything. You have to be 
you know, you have to be a pro. You know, big time, big time emphasis in, in our room is be a professional. We have three guys that are, um, you know, fifth, sixth-year guys, fourth, fifth-year guys that, you know, they want to go do that. There's no reason to wait until um, next year when you get around those guys to try to, to become a pro. Everything you do needs to be like you're a pro. You mentioned the National Titans Day this past week, and so happy National Titans Day. Oh, there Day, weren't any posts. Joe John. About yeah, that I, at I, all. I never noticed that from the NFL at all. But you mentioned some of the guys the Kittle, the Kelseys, obviously greats like Darren Waller. But I, when you are able to show tape of a guy like Mark Andrews, someone who played here, not only how does that help for these guys here, but when you're out on the recruiting trail to say, hey, look, one of the best tight ends currently in the, in the NFL played right here. Oh, it's, it's huge. Just like. I mean, I tell every tight end, when you come to Oklahoma, everything you're going to do at the next level, you're going to do here. And uh, Mark Andrews is proof of that. And then we got a whole list of guys that came before him that, you know, you, you, don't, you don't ever see just a straight receiver tight end come out of here because we ask them to do so much. And that's what, that's what the, those guys at the next level are looking for, guys that can play fullback, wing, split out, win one-on-one -on -one situations. And then – as you're seeing now, you got to be able to do something with the ball after you catch it. You know, it's not just catch and get tackled. It's it's catch, and these guys are cutting the back across the field, running people over, and and making big time plays in the, in the pass game. Joe John, when when you got the job, I I told everyone that wanted to listen that this group, uh, this tight end H back group, was going to be a better run blocking group with you as the tight end coach because you were it was such a big part of what you did. As a player, and I know, <laughs> I know how you get after guys. As a coach, how do you, how do you feel they've done up to this point in the season with, with their run blocking? I know that, you know, Jeremiah Hall probably getting the most, um, the most touches in the past game. But how, how do you feel they've done adding a physical element to this rushing attack? I think they've done a really good job. Um, you know, and, and as much as in the line, we ask those guys to block out in space, which as you know, as a big guy, you know, for us bigger guys, it's, it's not easy. You know, you got a guy that's 200 pounds that can run 4-3, four, 4-4 four, four and change direction on a dime, and we still have to get out there and block them in space for all of our quick screens and, and bubbles and, and things like that. And, and we ask our guys to do that as much as anybody, and they've, they've done a great job with that. And then, you know, just becoming more physical. Uh, you know, they're coming off and striking, using their hands a lot better and, and, and running their feet and staying on blocks. You know, it's easy, like, like – Gabe, you'll understand this. Our coach, when we were here, said it's, it's, there's a difference between hitting somebody and blocking somebody. Anybody can go up and hit somebody, but these guys are going to get off blocks and, and, and go chase the runner down. So you got to be able to get your hands on them, move your feet, okay, distort, make some, make some space, and then, and then stay on them for, for the big-time runs, which, you know, you've seen here lately in the run game. Time for Eichert's Intel. Gabe Eichert always picks a play, breaks it down with the coach, and it's brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. What a catch here, Gabe. Yeah, uh, set it up beautifully uh, early in the game. Uh, you see them biting on the play action. Lincoln's run a few pop passes in his day, but Joe John, right here, this is this is a really nice, accurate throw from Caleb. And also, that's a really tough catch from Jeremiah Hall. I mean, that's a, that is a good football play right there, man. Absolutely, man. And you see there's two tight ends in the game. You see Stog blocking down. Big key in this in this play was to not allow penetration so that Jay Hall had plenty of room to get through there and make that number 19 miss. And then Jay Hall is just a master of, you know, he's got an unbelievable feel for the game and how to get through. And he's kind of like Meech back in the day, man. If, 
if you're, if you're going to run a, a pop pass where there's a bunch of field to it, probably going to be 27 in the game. And he does a great job, great throw by the quarterback, great play design by Coach Riley. He drew that one up. I was like, that's going to be a touchdown for sure. And so, uh, you know, he put the quarterback put it in a perfect spot. There's the only place, if you watch it from the end zone, man, there's only one place that ball could have been on the back shoulder. And Jay Hall did a great job opening his hips up and, and coming down with that ball. Yeah, and that, that play is a great reminder of how those windows shrink down in the tight red zone, right? And you got you got to be really accurate. You got to have great timing. It's just great execution right there. Touchdown. Six on the board. Extra point was good. Sooners rally and win it. We got more on that H-backs tight ends room plus previewing Texas Tech next with Joe John Finley inside the Coach's Corner. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Final segment with Joe John Finley with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Coach, last time an Oklahoma team started 8-0, 2004, your freshman year. Team finished 12-1. and It was kind of interesting that year because, you know, there were tight games. There was a three-point win at Oklahoma State, touchdown win down at College Station. Uh, I'm not asking for similarities, but there's always challenges on the road. The, the joy can be in the journey, but the challenge can be there too, can it? That's right. I mean, you look at every championship team across the board, uh, you know, no, none of them had just an easy run all the way through. You know, and those guys – uh, back in 03, 04, that was you're talking about some unbelievable football players on those two teams, and and it wasn't easy for those guys either. You know, it's gonna be there's gonna be battles. You're, you're at Oklahoma, you're gonna get everybody's best shot. Doesn't matter if you're playing anybody. I mean, Kansas, Oklahoma State, whatever it is, they're gonna bring their best shot. So you have to be on all the time. And if you're a little bit off, you know, people are gonna take advantage of you. Joe John Jeremiah Hall has been, you know, such a key part of this offense, not only the leadership he brings to that group, but just his production in the past game. He, he's really a guy, it's clear that Lincoln trusts him to be in the right spots, and he, he's dialing some things up for him. Just what has what Jeremiah Hall meant to this team? Uh, just everything that you just said. You know, the leadership factor is, is huge, but just the, the fact that he knows the offense, I mean, as good as anybody. He's been here five years. You can put him out wide in the wing, put him in 12 personnel, 11 personnel. You can put him at running back. You can put him all over the football field and trust him to do his job, uh, not to, not only to know his job, but to do it at a high level. Uh, see right there, that one was I was a little bit disappointing. I was glad he got back on that ball. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's a mistake that you rarely see 27 make. And uh, I call him Pops a lot of the time just because he <laughs> – he looks older than I do. You know, he's got no hair because he can't grow any. But uh, he's in there every single day. He gets a cup of coffee with me, you know, like an old man. But he comes out every single day and 
and performs. And, and like you said, he's trusted. And if you're trusted in this offense, you're going to be on the football field. I, I call him old man. Old when man. I see him. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's just. Denied. He, dude, he's just a winning player, right? And I know he's battling through some injuries right now as well. So, you know, showing the rest of the guys in that locker room the toughness it takes to get through a season, to be able to continue to play a high level even when you're playing hurt. So I just, man, I got all the respect in the world for that guy. Yeah, he's he's a special person to be around, not not just as a football player, but he's always got a smile on his face. He, he's got a good perspective on life. And, and like you said, he's – He's been banged up all year long, hasn't missed one practice. You know, he didn't miss one practice in the spring. He, he hasn't missed one practice since I've been here, and that's because he cares about this football team, and he knows how important it is to be on that football field, not only just to play, but to, to, to lead by example and, and make sure he's doing the right things. And he's always coming in to me after games. And, you know, what, what do you see? You've been around here for a long time, <laughs> Coach. What do you see from a leadership um, aspect from all over the place? And, and uh the guys really respond to him. You, you hit on something to, to circle back, and Jeremiah Hall is a good guy to kind of dovetail off that, getting everyone's best shot. Gabe <laughs> talks about it. Teddy talks about it a lot. Usually that team you see on film is completely different when they step on the field Saturday. How important is it to have a guy like Jeremiah Hall who's been through those battles? And it's not just Coach Joe John Finley who'd also been through those battles, but you have a player that to those younger guys can say, listen, I've been here for a minute. I know that you're going to see a different team on Saturday. It's huge. I mean, it's everything from a leadership aspect. That's why when you see great football teams, you see great leaders. You know, you can go back to the, to the teams of, 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 of all different levels, all different sports. Talk about Jordan, talk about Tom Brady. Those guys were the leaders of the football team. The coaches were the coaches, but those guys ran the team. And whenever you have someone like that that's talking to a younger guy, they're just going to listen to him differently than they're going to listen to me. That, they know a coach is supposed to say a certain, certain amount of things, but when a guy that's been here played, made plays, proven himself to, um, to the team, he steps up and says something, you're going to get a different level of attention from those guys. And, and uh, that's, like you said, I've been on the other side of it, okay? I've, I've been on other teams where now you're going to play the, the number one team in the country, number two team in the country, and you know that you're going to prepare different, and you can see a whole different preparation from those teams, and, and you're going to get their best shot. And so – um, if they if they hang around, they hang around. The more confidence they build, the tougher it's going to be. But you know, I mean, if you come out and execute early, okay, they they kind of be like, oh man, this is this is the number one team in the country. And so you know, he he's done a great job of letting people know, letting the younger guys know, you're you're going to get their best shot. Looking ahead to Saturday, Joe John, Texas Tech, an interesting team defensively. When I watch them, they they've gone to the three three five, the three safety look like we've seen a lot of teams in this league go to. But, man, it's almost like Keith Patterson is on the sidelines spinning a wheel <laughs> of what coverage they're going to be. Man, they throw, they throw everything at you from a coverage perspective. So how, how detailed are your guys having to be in their preparation? Because you're going to see a lot of things from that perspective from this Red Raider squad. 100%, man. You see it. You know, they, the, the coverages are, are one thing, but you, you look at the front seven, the front six, however you want to call it. I mean, they're going to have guys all over the place. They're blitzing from different places. They're just trying to cause a big mess in there, you know, and, and uh, in the run game especially, you're going to have to be dialed in to what's going on, what are my rules, what, you know, you're going to probably see something that you hadn't seen all year, and you're going to have to be able to adjust to it. And then in the pass game, as always, you know, we've seen this coverage quite a bit. Obviously, this is kind of uh, what, what defenses are doing these days. And so, 
Um, you got to go back to your basics and trust what you see and, and not try to put a whole bunch of new stuff in. You know, if you try to go execute stuff that you're not good at, it's going to be a long day for you. But if you go do the things that you're good at, trust your eyes, trust your technique, and uh, just go execute, things, are, things will be fine. Also, a team that made a coaching change this week, but none of that really affects the defense. Keith Patterson has been there for three years now. He was at West Virginia for a while, too. So we're familiar with him, and as you mentioned, that defense. But do you expect to see anything different personnel-wise or even what they're allowed or want to do with the coaching change? Uh, we expect to see something different every single week. You know what I mean? I think every time we step on the football field, we're expecting to see something a little bit different than what everybody's done. I, you know, you talk about interim head coach. I've had one experience going against the interim head coach when I was at Missouri. We went to LSU, and it was the first game that uh, uh, they had their new coach there. And I mean, they, they were they came out with their hair on fire and played harder than they had played all year. And you know, that's what I'm expecting from Tech, coming out, trying to prove a point and play for their coach. And Play for, play for uh, respect. And just like I said, you're going to get their best shot. And now they've got even more motivation to come out here and prove everybody wrong. It's going to be fun. 2.30 on Saturday. Weather looks like it's going to be a nice fall afternoon. But also Saturday, Halloween. So our Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question, Joe John, a little different. Whitney Viney, our producer, huge Halloween fan. And we saw the picture. The little ones are ready for trick-or-treating on Excellent. Saturday night after the game. So we have a Halloween edition of Would You Rather. We got three questions here to help us out. Here's the first one. Would you rather watch Beetlejuice or Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Easy answer. No really? Doubt. That's an easy answer. No okay. Uh, second, sleep with a Chucky doll or an Annabelle doll? Um, I don't know Annabelle, so I'm going to choose that one. <laughs> I, I hate Chucky. Uh, that was my first scary experience as a child, and... Uh, I'll never forget. I'll never recover from it. Probably. I won't. I, I won't lie. Chucky, every but, single time. Yeah, it gets me. We were kind of at the age where Chucky was. Chucky was pretty scary. <laughs> Chucky's still pretty scary. What are you talking about? Uh, and then one more. This was a. This was a big debate before the show, Coach. Chased by a killer clown or a werewolf? Uh, I'd rather be chased by a clown. Clowns don't. You know. I, a clown's just a guy, you know what I mean? I can I can defend myself versus a, versus a clown. A werewolf, that's a whole different deal, man. Yeah, I, werewolf, absolute wild card. You you got to go clown for sure. I'm going to need some type of uh, ammunition to protect myself if that's going down. <laughs> Great stuff as always. Joe John, enjoy the family for Halloween, but more and, and importantly as well, enjoy the game on Saturday. Good luck against the Red Raiders. Sooners 8-0. Thanks to Joe John Finley. You're the best. All right. Appreciate you guys. Quick break. Roy Manning is next inside the Coach's Corner. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Riverwind Casino, still the one. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. One, two, Three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Look at it. There he is, Roy Manning, inside the coach's corner, our guy, presented <laughs> by Riverwind. Coach, um, I, I know, ain't no, feel good. There's always things that you want to improve on. Take us through how this week of preparation has gone for your guys getting ready for tech. Yeah, it's probably been our best week of uh, preparation to date. 
Um, I think it's no um, um, secret that, you know, we, we although we're winning, we, we don't feel like we've played our best game yet. Uh, we feel like there's definitely um, improvement left out there um, in the game. And so really have done a great job. The staff has to have of attacking that this week in practice. So um, doing a lot of uh, uh, competitive drills and, and just ramping up the energy, you know, doing our part as coaches uh, to make sure that we don't leave any stones unturned as we get ready for Tech. Roy, I, I know how demanding of a guy you are as a coach. Uh, in the Kansas game, you look at some of those situations, certainly some of their wide receivers getting a little, little more space than you would like to see on the field. What, what, what's going on there, right? What, walk us through the, the issues that are leading to some of those situations for you guys in the back end. Well, I just think that it's just football. I mean, I think it's, you know, one of those things where, um, you know, if, if, if you play off coverage, you're going to buy some plays. I mean, that's just the reality of it. You know, when you have that space uh, between uh, a defensive back and a receiver, you know, that, that lends itself to buy you uh, uh, some issues there in terms of, you know, creating space on tackles, uh, you know, just not being at the point of uh, contact as fast and things of that nature. But the other side of that is, you know, if you play press technique now you're going to buy fades and deep balls so really ultimately what it comes down to is irregardless of of the technique whether we press whether we play off bail whatever it is we got to do a great job with our fundamentals um, and that's the biggest thing and that's my job and and and, and the job of those guys that, that play for me uh, we have to do a great job with our eye control great job with our leverage great job uh, in our press technique and ultimately uh, uh, always be top down on receivers and that's the biggest thing uh, we continue to harp on these guys See Billy Bowman in coverage there, a guy that had played quite a bit of nickel this season and has played corner the last few weeks. For him, Coach, what's what's kind of the challenge of making that shift? How much changes for a freshman like Billy Bowman? Well, he's a freshman, you know, and so obviously he's going to go through his freshman growing pains. And, you know, as that season goes on, obviously, you know, eight, nine weeks straight without a bye, you know, that's different for all those, you know, guys out of high school. But uh, he just needs to keep progressing. Obviously, uh, he was doing a good job for us at nickel and just, you know, wanted to change the checkers a little bit and see can he give us something at the corner position. Not a whole lot different probably even less thinking at corner. But, again, you are out there kind of on an island, so it does have its, you know, challenges, so to speak. But, you know, we're confident in those guys, and it's our job, again, as coaches, just find, you know, those guys that, that give us the best chance to win, that are the most productive. And uh, we've been able to do that, and, and I'm confident we'll be able to do that uh, this last stretch of the season. You know, I feel like it's been a question that Coach Grinch had to answer and Coach Riley when you have situations where guys make plays, and obviously TCU, I even think about like how great a position Joshua Eaton was in and just an incredible play by the receiver over the top. Do you worry about these guys and kind of their mental mindset or – or where their confidence is right now, Roy? Always. I'm always worried about their uh, their mindset. You know, <laughs> I think that, you know, the defensive back position, specifically corner, is just one of those deals, man. You're, you know, the reality is you're going to get uh, footballs caught on you. You know, you're going to, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, like Josh had there, you're going to be in great position and the receiver's going to make a play. And so I think I'm always trying to gauge the mentality of my guys and kind of having them uh, preset, you know, to just be able to deal with it 
adversity. That's why part of the reason I'm so hard on them every day. I just want them not to ever be shocked in the game when, when the receiver's out there getting on them or, you know, the fans or the crowds or that moment is too big for them. And, you know, I think that those guys are doing a good job. I think that they are young, and that's just part of their process. Some of them, they have to go through it. You don't want right. to say that as a coach. You don't want to uh, accept that at times, you know, but the reality is a lot of these guys that haven't been out there in those moments and had the spotlight on them or had a, a big play uh, executed on them, they have to go through it. They have to go through it as young DBs. So uh, hopefully we're, we're growing from that mentally and physically. Kind of like a pitcher, right? Talk about baseball is a sport of failure uh, as a hitter, but as a, as a pitcher, you might give up a home run, but you got to go back out and pitch that next guy. And, you know, I, and I, I say this, I love watching you coach. I love watching Coach Grinch on the sidelines. This defense is about that next play mentality, isn't it? Uh, no question. And I, think, and I think that's the thing. You know, you can't get stuck on, on, a, on a bad play and no different as a good play. You know, you have a great play. You know, you still got to move on. You know, you know, and Coach Grinch, you know, kind of has that saying, you're only successful uh, in that moment that you are, that you execute a successful act. So, again, you can be up one second and, and, and then the next second getting beat. So you got to kind of be even killed and, and just understand that, Football is just a game of, you know, back and forth and matchups and you're going to win and, and sometimes you're going to lose. I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, winning or losing with technique. You know, when, when you see a lack of technique or even a lack of effort, then that's not football. That goes back to, you know, your level of, you know, respect for the game and for the position that you're playing. So, Traditionally, you get that third down play, high five, celebrate and feel like you're getting off the field. Not anymore, Coach. We're seeing more teams go for it on fourth down. A lot more than we typically 23 do. 23 times. It's wild. Teams have gone for it on fourth down 23 times against this defense. It, that's that's a lot. At least three times per game. Has that kind of had to change some of the mentality that you've had, not just in that corner room, but as a defense in general? Because typically you hold them to five yards on third and seven, you're feeling good. Now they might go for it on fourth and two. Yeah, you know, I honestly think that's attributed to, uh, you know, create more uh, negative plays, early downs. You know, obviously, um, I think, you know, that's kind of the, the, the DNA or the basis of our defense is to try to attack gaps and, and get people behind the sticks. And I think this year um, we probably haven't done as good of a job of, of, you know, not being second and seven or second and six, but being first and 11 or first and 12, you know, or second and 12, excuse me. So I think we just have to uh, work to create more negative negative plays and early downs. And I think on the back end, when we get them to those third and mediums or those third and longs, we got to challenge guys and we got to make it hard on them and we got to make them make plays uh, so they're not in those third and short situations. That's not something specific to OU. I think that, you know, anytime, you you know, um, you're in a third and short situation, two yards or three yards, you, you know, you, you, you will be willing to roll the dice. And so we got to do our part to keep them out of those tempting situations. Now, Roy, uh, a lot of times, you know, when things aren't going well on one side of the ball, you're hearing a lot of things publicly, right? People talking about the defense, people talking about the players a as a coach, right? Because a lot of people are, are, are talking about what you guys are doing defensively right now a as a coach on that defensive staff. Like, do you guys feel challenged as a coaching staff, right? I know you don't want to listen to the outside noise too much, but you also haven't had some performances to you know look the way you want them to look like how mo motivated are you guys as a staff to 
get this thing back on track defensively and, and to have these kids play the type of football you know they're capable of playing? Uh, beyond motivated. And, 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 I mean, you hit it on the nail. I mean, you know, irregardless of, you know, kind of what's out there in the world, you know, I think that, you know, to have an opportunity to be one of the, you know, 10 coaches to coach at the University of Oklahoma, like you, you understand what comes along with that. There's a standard, there's an expectation level that you don't come here to be average. You don't come here to be pretty good. I mean, this is one of the elite programs in college football. So, um, and, and I think we never stop, you know, even when we quote unquote, um, um, or labeled as, hey, we had a pretty good game. You know, we're always trying to be perfect or we're, we're trying to be uh, better than the last or, you know, better than the previous game or year, whatever it is. So we are, we're highly motivated. We take it extremely personal, uh, the performance of our players. Um, it's, it's, it's less about what's out there in, in media and social media or Twitter. It's more about what we know is going on. It's kind of that, that thing where, you know, I think sometimes the outside world uh, thinks we see things different. No. <laughs> Like, I, I saw him just have a bad play, too. Trust me, that's not what we wanted. That's, that's not how we drew it up, or that's not how I envisioned it either. But it happened, and guess what? It's my job or our job as coaches to get it fixed and get it corrected. So, uh, trust me, we see a lot more issues than what, you know, the, the, the fandom eye even sees, you know. Um, but, you know, I think that's the great thing. If you're a competitor, um, which I know every coach on this staff is and, and like being in that type of environment, right, because you sink or swim. I think that you'll come out of it swinging and uh, you don't you don't waver uh, in the face of adversity or going through a lull of, you know, maybe bad performance. You keep chipping away, you keep uh, uh, chopping wood, man, and you believe that, you know, what you've done here works. And we have evidence on film, right, from the day we showed up that what we do in this defense is sound, it works, right? We just have to do a better job, quite, quite frankly, as coaches of getting our players to buy into that and then execute it, uh, which is the, the last part of it. Love it. Great stuff. He's Roy Manning. We've got another segment with Coach, but before we wrap this first segment, it's time for Icard's Intel, brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. Gabe, what'd you pick? Yeah, young guy, Latrell McCutcheon, right, has given up some plays, but this is the type of thing he can do, right? He's, he's right there in the RPO concept, Roy, and this is, this is the type of stuff that that he's capable of, right? This is the type of stuff, you know, hard play action here type of stuff, right in phase with the receiver, breaking up, breaking up a pass. Like th this is the stuff number seven can do. No question, you know, and, and really proud of him on that particular play, um, you know, in, in terms of just challenging that guy, you know, and I think that, um, you know, that's, that's something that he's flashed from day one. Uh, you know, when he's in good position, when he uses technique, then you see some of that ability or that length or that, you know, reactionary skills that he has uh, come to light, you know, and we have to have more plays, quite frankly. You know, I think that's my biggest, um, you know, I won't say gripe, but, you know, because obviously it starts with me, but we need to be more productive at the corner position. You know, we're getting plenty of opportunities um, each game. We have to capitalize and, and want to be in those positions uh, to make those plays, and I think that that's the biggest thing uh, I got to get out of my guys right now yeah whether it's you know the rpo game which you'll see a lot against tech whether it's play action game or just some drop back quick game like you saw in that clip right there this is that that's the type of play where yeah. manning wants to see from his guys well when we come back we'll talk about texas tech and what we can expect from them and maybe a new look offense next inside the coach's corner stick around 
We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&D. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively and the Oklahoma Healthcare Authority. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app in order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. We get one more segment with Roy Manning as we get set for Texas Tech. Coach, real quick, um, I know we don't talk about injuries here, but it's pretty obvious that two guys that are so key to your quarterback room have been down, Woody Washington, for a while, and, of course, DJ Graham. How are these guys progressing? What's their prognosis look like? They're doing, they're doing well, you know what I mean? I obviously have missed those guys on the field. You know, obviously Woody's been out uh, a lot longer than uh, uh, DJ. But, you know, anytime you have two guys that are, that are starters for you that's not out there, I mean, you, you miss them. You know, it's just the reality. And so um, they're doing a good job. They're progressing and uh, uh, hopefully get them out there uh, uh, this weekend sooner, you know, as soon as they can, man, as soon as they can. Yeah, and, and it, just a couple of guys, you know, we saw the Latrell McCutcheon play right before the break, but it's been cool to see a Joshua Eaton get an opportunity. I know Jane Davis has been battling and scratching and clawing. Maybe this is more so this week in preparation, but have you seen these guys learn their lessons, Coach, the, in the McCutcheons and the Eatons and obviously the Jane Davises to continue to, to improve and earn your trust on game day? You know what? I, I honestly hope so through um, eight weeks of the football season. You know, you, you, you hate to learn hard lessons. You, you, you like to tell a guy, hey, you see that? You see how you got beat? Now, don't let that be you. But, you know, uh, unfortunately this year I think everybody's had their – their, their taste of uh, not feeling so good uh, throughout a game. And so, again, hopefully that's grown us as a position and kind of calloused us. And, uh, but also, as much as anything, to just reiterate kind of what we're preaching and teaching every day that, you know what I mean, you, you have to be at your best. Um, it's, it's, it's not tryouts on Saturdays. It's not uh, let me just, you know, roll the dice and see what happens. You have to execute and perform at an extremely high level um, Monday through Friday to get the outcome uh, results that you want on Saturday. And I think that's what all these guys are, are, are learning. Roy, you look at what Texas Tech does offensively. This is this is a group with Sonny Cumbie. They use a ton of motion, going to challenge your communication, a ton of RPOs. Just with what you've seen so far in your preparation, how, how challenging is this offense for you guys? Well, you know, I think I think it's extremely challenging. I think you know they'll they'll mix in some tempo. Obviously, uh, they have playmakers at, at different positions. They're not afraid to throw the ball deep. Uh, uh, they, they they force you to keep your eyes and stay connected uh, to receivers and make plays in space. I mean, it's going to be a heck of a challenge, you know. And um, you know, I personally know their wide receivers coach, and you know, he's a fiery dude and and, and a good friend of mine. And and I tell you what, I always know that he'll have his guys uh, excited and, and ready to play and be physical. 
physical and, and make contested catches. So it's, it's going to be a challenge, you know. And I think that, you know, one thing you learn, you know, when you coach at Oklahoma, uh, irregardless of what you see on film, you're going to get a way better version <laughs> on Saturdays. I think that that's just the, the, the reality. You know, we get everybody's best shot. And, uh, again, that should be a good thing. But uh, that's just the reality. So you got to be ready for Saturday. You're used to teams taking shots on fourth down like we talked about earlier, but this feels like a team, even at five and three, that made a coaching change that's going to throw everything at Oklahoma on Saturday. It, you hit it on the head. Things always typically look different, but how, I don't know, schematically or anything you expect to see differently from Tech with their change in leadership this week? Well, it's hard to say. You know you know what they've done, you know, when you break their games down the last three to four games. But, again, obviously uh, having a, a change at that position could affect uh, everything. You, you, know, you know, you don't know how much uh, uh, influence from play to play or even personnel uh, their head coach, you know, had in terms of the offensive game plan. You know what I mean? So we have to be ready for everything. And I think that um, that's why we have to go back to what's, what's my rules? What's my rules? What's the defense? What's our adjustments? What's my rules? There'll always be things uh, they'll throw at you that you haven't practiced. But we, we, we do a pretty good job now of preparing our guys for, for you know, what things can happen on Saturday. But, um, you know, ultimately they have to go out there and, and execute, and everybody has to do their job at an extremely high level, um, irregardless of who plays quarterback, irregardless of uh, what offense we see. Um, we have to do our job, and that's ultimately our focus this week. Roy, as I as I watch Tech's offense, quarterback's a bit of a wild card, man. I mean, Henry Columbia, he will he will run around, he will extend plays, he'll improvise. I, I gotta assume the message to your guys this week is guys, hey, we have to cover forever with the way that this guy plays quarterback. No doubt, no doubt. And, and you know, and and for- in the back end, that's that's really have to be your mindset, irregardless, right? You kind of gotta have the the pass first mentality. It's just the reality of it that you you know how long do I have to go until the whistle blows, man? I, I can't tell you, you know what I mean? Because those receivers and scramble drills and situations are going to continue to play and get up the field. And again, um, even in uh, the drop back game, you got to contest throws. You know, I think. Um, what you allow to happen, you invite to keep happening. So, obviously, if you look at the film, uh, we show some deficiencies in my position specifically that we have to get corrected, you know, because, again, going into a game, what can you expect? You can expect those things that you uh, didn't do well the game before or games before. So, uh, we call it buying plays. So, we just have to be our best uh, technique, go into the game confident, and uh, obviously have to play with extreme effort, and we'll be fine. All right, in place of the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question, Whit Viney, big Halloween fan, so uh, I'm sure Chip's <laughs> got to make sure that everything's set for this weekend. But we have a would-you-rather edition Halloween style. So here's question number one, Coach. Would you rather watch Beetlejuice or Ghostbusters? Oh, wow, that's a good one. I agree. Uh, wow, I love both of those movies. Uh, you know what, I- I'll say uh, uh, Beetlejuice. There you go. I'll go with Beetlejuice. I like that. See, so Coach Manning and I on a team – you and Joe John Finley on a team. All right, I'm not real familiar with Annabelle, but would you rather sleep or hang out with a Chucky doll or an Annabelle doll? 
I'll take my chances with Annabelle just because gr- growing up, that, that was one of my nemesis, that, uh, that Chucky doll, man. I, I slept with my closet closed for years. I just kept seeing him in that box up in that closet like in that first uh, uh, Child's Play movie. So I'll go with Annabelle. Chucky has scarred all of us. Yeah, I was going to say, Joe John, you, and yeah, now Joe Germani, too. We're pretty similar in age. Like, that is – that clearly had an, the, the proper effect. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. Years later. Years later. Chased by a killer clown or a werewolf? Oh, that killer clown wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah, he wouldn't stand a chance. I love This is like the battle that we had with Teddy Lehman versus a catamount. And when... I will say the the killer clown appears to not be feared at all. Yeah, not at all. Give <laughs> that clown. We'll punch it in the nose. All right, Coach Manning, you're the best. Have a great week of preparation. We'll talk to you soon, man. Good luck Saturday. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. That's Roy Manning, cornerbacks coach for the University of Oklahoma. We'll wrap up this Halloween edition of the Coach's Corner next. Segment, let's take a look at the Big 12 standings as we get set for Oklahoma and Texas Tech Ooh. on Saturday at 2.30. They're intriguing, Gabe. They're intriguing. Got the Sooners at the top, and then three teams tied for second that the Oklahoma Sooners have not played yet. That's right, and almost in that order, uh, Baylor after the bye, then Iowa State, then Bedlam to wrap the season up for Oklahoma. It'll be a fun November, man. Championship November. And this weekend, what a slate in the Big 12. Obviously, Oklahoma and Texas Tech, but Texas and Baylor in a big game. 11 a.m. on ABC, what are you thinking? Uh, I think Texas is going to put it all together, man. I I feel silly saying that, but I think they win that game. Tough road trip, too, for Iowa State at West Virginia in Morgantown, TCU, and Kansas State as well. Fun show today for our producer, Whit Viney, for our director, Baylor. He's Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Thanks to Roy Manning and Joe John Finley. This has been the Coach's Corner. Enjoy game day, everybody. Happy Halloween. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this has been the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.